it's the experience that matters most. It's not the things in life. It's how you experience. It's how you share time with people. Those That, at the end of the day, is what really matters. And I was pulled so far away from my children. And I realized I can teach people how to do what I do. I can teach them what my dad did. I can give them the tools, the tips, the tricks, the ability to experience phenomenal time together. Welcome to Beyond Better, a podcast that explores a simple but profound idea. We all deserve to live lives we love, and that includes our work lives too. I'm Stacey Ennis, an author and longtime location-independent entrepreneur living in Portugal with my family of four. Join me as I talk business, location independence, writing, travel, and so much more all focused on building a life that is beyond better. Welcome, welcome. I'm really glad to be back with you this week. And I have a really different and very interesting episode. We're going to talk a little bit more about, um, I would say, a special type of marketing that you can do with a service that is new and very cool. So I'm really excited to get to share this with you today. And I want to just give you a little reminder, if you are a fan of the pod, please take a moment to rate and leave a review. And um, if you leave one, I might read it on an upcoming episode. So I really appreciate your help getting the podcast out to more listeners and exposing more people to the podcast. So I'm really excited this week to introduce you to Virginia Frischkorn. Virginia is the founder and CEO of Party Trick, a tech platform built to disrupt the event industry, helping to make planning and executing highly curated events accessible and convenient for everyone. She is also the founder of luxury event production company Bluebird Productions, Something Blue, and the Aspen Picnic Company. Throughout her 14-year career in the event industry, she's gained prestige among her peers as one of the top event planners in the country. She has been named Best Wedding Planner by Vogue, Brides, and Over the Moon, and was also recognized as one of BizBash's must-know event pros. Virginia, I'm so glad to be here with you today. Thank you, Stacey. I'm so excited to chat with you. Back in the day, I was a co-founder of a women's leadership training company, and we did events. Um, That was part our main way that we connected with women was through two-day events, And they were very customized, very beautiful, every single little touch. And so I know from personal experience how much energy and effort goes into any event of any scale, but certainly something that is very, has that luxe feel to it and that highly, like that high touch feel to it. So I'm really excited to get to talk with you today and learn a little bit more about Like, how do you create that experience and how you created a platform to make that easier? I know that you founded your company during a pretty challenging time in your life, and you had a a pivotal realization that helped you build this business that makes this um, more curated experience more accessible to more people. Tell me a little bit about that journey and what Party Trick is and how it helps people throw amazing events. Amazing. So I, you know, the idea for Party Trick came in 2020. I think a lot of people have this 2020 pivotal moment. Um, Mine's a little bit different. So when we lost the ability to throw these large scale productions, 
I kept my staff. I kept everyone on team and saying, okay, well, we're not going to be planning events in person this year, but I want to build a company that teaches people how to do it at home. So we started building and trying to develop which was what is now the beta for what's called Party Trick Now. And I launched the company in August. So we like had 10 of us going full force from May until August. And the day after I launched, my father passed away unexpectedly. And I'm a single mom. I have two kids. I live, you know, I live in Colorado. My father was back on the East Coast still. I have an old brother, little sister. And his passing was this moment for all of us. Like it was very unexpected. He was 67 where we took a pause and we had a forced pause because of COVID, but we had a really forced pause because of this to reevaluate what was important in life. What did we want our legacy to be? How did we want to show up for our children? My sister had just had a baby. I have two. My brother has two. And we've all had these very large career shifts post, um, post losing our father. My dad was larger than life. He was the ultimate host. He was such a charmer. Some gatherings were massive and we'd have bands and some were just people over dinner and he made everyone feel so special. And I think, you know, after 14 plus years of doing these large over the top multi-million dollar productions and then having this happen, what I really realized is it's the experience that matters most. It's not the things in life. It's how you experience, it's how you share time with people. Those That at the end of the day is what really matters. And I was pulled so far away from my children in these crazy summers where I'd have these, we call them wedding hangovers, right? So you'd have these wedding hangovers and I, I didn't want to, I couldn't show up the way I wanted to. And I realized I can teach people how to do what I do. I can teach them what my dad did. I can give them the tools, the tips, the tricks, the ability to experience phenomenal time together. So fast forward, we created what is now Party Trick. Ultimately, we're a software company and we provide people with the tools to design, plan, and host an exceptional gathering. Some people are great at hosting. Some people are great at designing. Some are good at the plan, the food, the beverage. But it's very rare to find someone who's good at all three of those pieces. And when you have all three of those pieces, the plan, the design, and then the execution, the production component, you can actually enjoy what you're hosting. Most people don't enjoy hosting that much. Like they get so stressed. So what Party Trick is, is, you know, we're the software, the digital platform that provides those tools. And you can use it for Taco Tuesday, to a book club, to a birthday, you know, to a brunch. So that's a little bit about why we, why we, and how we came to be. Oh, I love that so much. Um, the vision behind it. Thanks for sharing about the, you know, the, the loss and how that informed you. I mean, moments like that, I think they cause us to take stock of our life and really it, it, it's like a raw and real moment where we are like, is this what I want? Is this what I want to continue? And how, what a beautiful way to honor his legacy through this awesome service that you provide. Thank you. Um, I would love to talk a little bit about the that pivot that you made, because for a lot of people, we kind of go in life through life on autopilot and the idea of making a big change, a big shift is really scary. And you had a, a realization and you shifted and you're building something new. What did you learn from that that might help a listener who's considering doing something similar? Well, when I launched my first companies with Bluebird in particular, I was 24 and I just jumped in. I was like, oh, this is great. I had a few cares 
you know, I didn't have children. I wasn't married at that time. I didn't have the responsibilities. And, you know, what's interesting is I'm in my late thirties now. When I launched Party Trick, I didn't throw away, but I really put the other businesses aside. They're still there, but to make a pivot and to make a change a, when you're already in this like high trauma, but also to take something that's been very successful, to take those companies and say, you know what, I know I can build something in, that is more impactful. It's more rewarding for myself and it's more rewarding to others. Put that aside and just dive right on in. It takes a lot of courage. And I think when you're young, you can jump in and be like a little bit stupid and take those larger risks. So now what's different is calculating your risks. Is it worth it? Is it not? I think for anything, you have to be all in. I am very much one of those people who I, I subscribe to the whole like Nike, just do it. There is never the right time to start a new business, to have a baby, to sell a house, move, whatever it might be. You just get out and do it. And yes, have a backup plan. Be a little bit more calculated if the stakes are higher in your personal life and people are depending upon you. But I think for me, one of the biggest like Points of wisdom, you're never ready. It's never the right time. It's never just do it. Just go and jump and do it. I couldn't agree more. It's interesting. I feel like we're kind of business timeline twins because I was about 24 when I started my business. So it's been nearly 14 years in business. You go through so many pivots, but when you start a business at that age, you have so little dependencies. You don't usually have little humans that you have to take care of. You don't have a lot of financial obligations. You have like a lot of freedom of time. You can, you know, work for very little money for a while while you get things off the ground. And so I think sometimes when you get more anchored in your life, it can feel really scary to, to make that leap. But I've seen so many people do that over the years and be successful at it. And I think a lot of it to your point is about really leaning in, like going for it. The people that don't tend to be successful, they're not like fully leaning in. They have like a foot back here and they're they're kind of leaning that direction. But I feel like you have to really go for it and really want it. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, you're either 100% in the pool or you're not. You're, it's like jumping in, lean in, dive right. And again, like look and see how deep the water is. Don't dive into a shallow pool. But if you, you can't just test it out, it's hard to just, or I don't believe you can. I think it's very hard to really fully commit without actually making that leap. So mm-hmm. lean in, make the decision, but you know, look at the risks. Is it worth it? Yeah. That risk assessment is key as well. I want to talk about a new service that you're launching. It's why I invited you on this podcast. Cause I'm re- I think this is such a cool concept. So you are launching a white label book club party. It's mm-hmm. going to be, very soon available. And I'd love to hear a little bit about this. So tell us what it is and tell us exactly how that service works. So if somebody were to inquire about it and want to start this service, can you walk us through the steps of what they would go through and what would be the deliverable to them on the other side? Definitely. Um, A little bit before that, I wanted to share, we offer custom parties at Party Trick. So when people are a member, they can request a party. And in the beginning, the most common request was a book club. So we would get people writing in and say, oh, I really want, you know, can you help me build an experience around this book that I just read? I want my book club to be better than, you know, the person who hosted last month. Got to love a little healthy competition. But (laughs) what that did is it inspired us 
to really realize we have an opportunity to help brands, to help authors, to help people, whatever it might be, by using our platform to expand their offering. And I find, you know, word of mouth is the best way to get like things, you know, out and about. So if you were, uh, I started because we had, you know, a liquor brand and they wanted to do a fully customized experience. They didn't want to do what we were doing in terms of the food, the beverage. They really wanted to be highly, highly curated. And we're like, you know what? We're not getting as many liquor brands, but we're getting a ton of book clubs and a lot of people who want this. So Fast forward, um, our software can basically be lifted out of PartyTrick and brought over in a very similar way that like course software can be if you wanted to launch an online course. And what we do with people who want to do white labeled parties is we'll work with you. Uh, we will design you know, visually what it will look like and then get an understanding of, okay, if you've just launched a book and you want to do a book club around your book, how do you want people to experience it? We'll kind of go through an interview process. We can help then curate an experience so people can gather, have a book club around your book. You may want to give us the questions, but we can come up with great playlists and the, the food that may work best, the beverages that may work best. So ultimately, you have your own white-labeled book club about your book, and it's just powered by Party Trick. So with Party Trick, we talk about the food, the beverage, the playlist, how to invite people, how to have a great custom experience, how to have your guests have a good time, um, what it might look like, how to do that easily at home. Our goal with this is accessibility. It is not about this ultra-lux ex experience curated so it's easy. And then my favorite feature is if you're having people over at 6 o'clock and say you're having cocktails and just like apps – we provide the host, whomever's hosting your book club, to with all the tools so that they know what to do, when to do it. You know, two weeks out, how to invite the guest, and then we'll make sure they do it. Ten days out, ordering the food, ordering whatever decor. Down to, you know, two hours before opening up the windows for some fresh air, ten minutes before with kind of timed alerts of, hey, your guests are about to arrive, so that they can actually host the book club. Um, in a fashion where they enjoy it and they can be relaxed. I think that one of the greatest gifts is when a host is relaxed. If they're very stressed out, the people who are there don't enjoy it the same way. Um, I think a book club is a phenomenal time to get together, share, connect, talk about what they've just read. And so for us, we want to empower the hosts and offer this service so authors have an ability to kind of Add a different avenue. Like this doesn't exist. You can say go do a book club and give them a couple of questions, but it takes it to that next level. It makes it really easy for people to host this true experience. I love the way that you're that you're talking about this because it is a really a lot of it is about like the planning and the execution, and that can feel really overwhelming. And I actually get a lot of questions from my clients and students as they're getting ready to launch their books, like how does this actually work? Do I read something? Like, do I, I'm, I assume I'm going to sign books. So I'm curious to know the, the, the term book club, is that different than like a book launch or do you kind of consider those one in the same potentially? You know, it could be one in the same. You can do a custom party around a book launch. You could do a book club and the experiences around how you want people to have, um, the the book experience like in perpetuity. I think if a book is launching, having hosts across launch, like you, you know, as the author, you may do that where where you're physically located. But if you can, can get your network empowered to actually have a launch, 
around um, and, and have people gather. That's less of the like intimate, cozy, like wine book club and have a party and they can host parties. So you could write the experience around a launch. Additionally, um, you know, if you want the book to keep circulating, which is obviously most people's goal, you don't want to have it one and done, right? Um, having having these experiences and you, we found that what um, people are most interested in um, is offering it. So when you sell the book, you can basically say, here's a QR code for how to do the experience. Go sign oh, up here. Cool. Yeah. I so love it's that really, idea. Yeah. It's just a bonus. It's an add-on. And what it does is then it opens up your book to their network, right? So mm-hmm. I buy, so Stacey, you write a book, I buy it. As part of when I buy it, I get a QR code of how to host the perfect party. Now I host a party around it, whether it's a launch, whether I host a, I mean, I would, I would do a launch for a friend, but if not, I like the book. I want to host a book club. I've now done a fabulous book club and I've introduced your book to 10 of my besties. So it allows you to kind of create some virality around in a way that's not just social media or how, how do I actually get this out there? It's a great way to tap into your readers' networks. That's so cool. I have my mind's already like running off in a bunch of directions on marketing ideas around this. It's such a fun, like just different avenue. I was thinking about, you know, when when it comes to launching a book, obviously we put so much effort into the social media launch, the email marketing campaign, but really what I found in business and almost anything is that like the actual humans that touch the thing, whatever it is, in this case, book, like they're the ones that actually will be your wave creators that will spread out to others. So it's really tapping into that like human capital, that human network that can help get your, get the word out about your book. Yeah. We have an author who launched, and again, it's very relevant to our space in terms of entertaining, uh, but launched a new cookbook. And she's on her book tour right now, and she's kind of going all over the States, um, doing readings, signings, et cetera. And you know, what we've been talking with her about is outside of the launch, like she's in pretty good shape with her launch. It's really, how do I get people, how do I stay relevant? And how do I keep this in? And so for her, um, we are creating experiences. And again, hers is in the hosting space. Um, we're doing kind of like a co-branded party where for us, we provide some of the tips and tricks or the decor potentially um, with her input. So it feels very on brand for her, but all it's a, it's a cookbook. So again, we've got all of the recipes coming from her. So it allows her and her users to experience her cookbook in a different fashion. So even if they have the physical book, yes, we'll have some of the recipes online now and they can have a whole experience. Um, that's, it feels very much like as if she was there doing the party in, in their home. Mm, that's cool. I love that. I love that concept. So I was, this has gotten me thinking about my last co-authored book that came out and we had a couple of launches around that book and they're both such amazing experiences for different reasons. The first one, because it was in my hometown, we had a huge turnout And it was just so joyful. It was in this really cozy space that was one of the settings from the book. And it was so fun. And then the second one was in the Seattle area. And we had like these cool custom cupcakes with our book cover on it and a bunch of just really custom pieces in a really beautiful setting. And there were elements of both of those that were really ideal and made it really special. And I'm curious with your background in event planning, if you could share a few tips with our audience on like, how do you create that feeling of, it's almost like a meaningfulness to the event. What are some things that people could could do in their own upcoming gatherings? Yeah. You know, I think intentionality, it, everything's about the intention behind it. And so what do you want people to walk away with? I love a moment of spark and delight. So those are, again, just to kind of set the foundation. 
when I design an experience or when I design an ex- event, I think about what are the words I want people to walk away with at the end? Do I want them to be relaxed, joyous, debaucherous? Like, what do I want the emotion to like, what emotions do I want evoked? So when, when people leave that in-person experience and then how do I put those bits of, how, how do I design to make that happen? So is it the food? Is it the beverage? I love the unexpected details. So this sounds funny, but the funny cocktail napkins, cute little stir sticks, um, paying attention to the restroom, making sure that the music is appropriate level, the lighting. So being really intentional with each little area because the ones that are little that you don't think matter, matter. So again, the quality of the lighting in a space actually really impacts how people feel. So think about if it's daytime, super bright versus at nighttime, you don't want harsh overhead light on people. They tend not to look as good. Use side lights all around the room, do a ton of candles. Um, So just as much fun as it is to go and do a lot of customization around, you know, a person, a brand or what have you, those little details can actually impact the takeaway even more than a physical tangible item. With that said, find one fun tangible item. Uh, Again, do like a custom, I love doing like a custom monogram or icon on a stir stick. Very low lift, doesn't take a lot of time. You can get them on Etsy um, and people notice. People notice those little details. Um, So those are things for me. I like to customize it to either if it's a couple or we've done a lot of work with large, um, a lot of the LVMH brands. So it's a subtle branding that we can kind of incorporate on cocktail napkins that actually really do change how people experience the shared time. It's like those extra little touches that signify pre-planning. Like I thought about this. I put intention into this. Yeah. People, a little pre-planning pays off so, so much. Um, People are really, really aware when that intentionality is there. They're like, oh, they care. And if you care, it means that you care about the time that people are are, are sharing together and you're really valuing their time because you want them to have a great experience. Mm, yes. I, I love that. It's, it, it's like about caring for people, right. And creating a moment, creating an experience. It's interesting that you mentioned candles. I heard a call, a colleague friend of mine mentioned that every time she hosts a gathering, she lights candles, has something out that people can eat when they arrive and turns on music. And like those three things is kind of a baseline for a gathering. I've started doing that and I actually feel better as a host like it just feels a little bit more intentional than somebody just walked into my quiet home with nothing out. Yeah. I mean, honestly, that's why one of our reminders with Party Trick is to turn your music on because I can tell you I've hosted thousands of gatherings and still sometimes I forget to turn the music on before. So having the music on is a really great hack um, and just a simple reminder. I also, in addition to having a little food out, I love having some drink pre-poured ready to go. Um, it, it allows them the option to accept it or not, um, whether it's a great mocktail, a great cocktail that's just pre-batched, it's ready. They don't have to think. People don't really want to think that much at the end of the day when they're coming over and they can then accept it or reject it versus walking in and being like, oh, what would you like? Do you want wine? Do you want a margarita? Do you want a mocktail? No one wants to be peppered with questions like that when they walk into an experience. So even if they don't want the Negroni that you pre-batched, it allows them to say, oh, I actually don't care for that, but I would love a glass of water. It makes their experience, it's very subtle, but it actually impacts their, you know, how they how they feel right when they walk in the door. Oh, that's so great. I love that. 
So you're talking about you know, the fact that you've done thousands of events. I'm curious to know if you have a very memorable event moment that you can share with us, either like amazing or like one of those, like, I can't believe that happened. So, so many of my, there, oh gosh, I mean, there are so many, but one of my, I love things that are a bit novel, right? And a lot of, if you look at my brands, Bluebird Productions and Aspen Picnic Company, those are very, they're beautiful. They're timeless. They're elegant. They're just very luxe. But one event that was incredibly meaningful, and it's funny because it was actually like this time, we're going into Aspen Food and Wine Classic here. I'm, I'm in Colorado. And it was a party that was done actually at a mine. So Aspen is an old mining town. And the largest chunk of silver ever found was here. And so this mine, which is called the Smuggler Mine, um, people go hike right by it all the time. We actually hosted one of the first parties there. And so we were doing mine tours and we had a tattoo booth. And again, not what you would expect at all. And we had all of these crazy chefs and liquor brands and we had a tattoo booth and we had people with like this, real tattoos. Oh, like or real tattoos. Yes. <laughs> so it was this insane party that was so different because it was so different. Now, I'm not suggesting that you go and you have a tattoo artist. There's really great <laughs> little fake ones that you can do from Tatley. But um, novelty impacts people. It imprints in their memory. So having one wild thing, maybe not like, oh, I wouldn't say a stir stick is novel, but have that crazy tattoo artist do something. I mean, for me, in thousands of them, that memory of being at this gritty mine, a tattoo artist, people had, there was, it was so much fun because it was so different. It was new. People hadn't experienced that. Um, so I think that was really, I mean, I know a lot of other people who were at that, who to this day, it goes down as one of the best. And it wasn't like the fanciest at all. It was just something different. That is amazing. Did anybody get a tattoo? By oh the yeah, way? like five or six people did. Which really? there may have been more. That's what I saw. I don't know. I think it's personally not the best idea, but you know, um, <laughs> that was a weird vendor request when they came and they're like, "We need you to find a tattoo artist." We're like, "Okay, that's, that's going to be fun." Who's going to agree to do all these drunk people who are probably going to sue him after? But <laughs> oh wow, that is definitely a novelty. That's for sure. Oh man, I've got tears now. That's that's awesome. Yeah, it's interesting. I just went to um, when I was I was in Zurich a few weeks back, and I went to this fine dining experience at a Korean restaurant. Food was great. I love Korean food. And um, to your point on the novelty, the the host sang opera, like this beautiful opera at different intervals throughout the night. And when he first did it, my friend that I was there with and I were like whoa, what is happening right now? But then it just became this really special experience because it was so different. Like who expects that at Korean fine dining, like this amazing opera singer. So those moments that you can create, I think they have such an impact. And I think there's got to be like a reason in a way, like either someone's good skill or it fits with a vibe, like if it's just placed there. So thinking about like, don't just try to create something novel for the sake of it. Like that worked, right? And that worked in, in this party in particular. I used to have clients who are like, well, I want it to be really unique. Like, but there's really, and I hate saying this, the, the venue's very vanilla. I can't pull out a unique detail between your all story. So I would like dive deep to be like, okay, like we had this couple, this is funny. They loved gnomes, like garden gnomes. <laughs> and so we ended up, getting a ton, like a hundred little white, two inch tall garden gnomes. Um, so not like with all the color and we hid them all around the venue. 
And like we put some in the bathroom stalls and we put some in the flowers. It was really funny, but it didn't look cheesy. I mean, this was like a million plus dollar event and it was pretty like, it was great. It was like, you know, beautiful, gorgeous, but that was a little bit of novelty and it worked because we finally were able to pull out what's some weird quirk. So if there's, you know, a character in a book, if there is a personality quirk that we want to pull out, whether it's a go-to, you know, I always ask this question when I see people, those are the things that are, are, they may not feel novel to the client. They may not feel novel to you when you're thinking about designing an experience that's uh, representative. Like I would have a hard time doing that for myself because I'm, I'm not quote unquote interesting to myself, right? Like I'm, that's familiar, but it's sometimes good to go and ask your friends. Like if you want to host an experience that has a bit of novelty, ask your friends, like what's really unique. And it feels like a little egotistical, but I do think if you're like, I know that I have unique characteristics, what are they? Um, there'll be that mirror that reflects back. And then you can kind of, if you're not, if you really want something truly more outside of the box, I find that to be very helpful. Yeah, that's cool. I love that that little touch, the, the gnomes. I bet that was a lot of fun for people. Yeah. Can you tell me uh, how the service works from like a pricing standpoint? Is there, you mentioned a membership and I yep. it sounds like there's some more off, like not out of the box, but more like already created and then custom. How does that all work? Yeah, definitely. So the, what we're doing with our white label is we have a one-time onboarding fee. Um, and it ranges between two and $5,000 just to onboard, basically where we're going to write this platform for you. Um, and we're going to write kind of the party. We'll build out a fully custom platform. And then ultimately, it's just a monthly fee for, uh, this is for like a truly white labeled party, for you to have it up. It's not based on how many users you share it with. If you want to sell it, great, sell it. If you want to offer it free, you're welcome to sell it. Um, or you can offer it for free. So you can recoup your onboarding or you can just offer it as a bonus add-on to kind of spread the word as part of kind of marketing dollars. Um, so it's just this onboarding fee to kind of get the platform all set up. For Party Trick in general, we do offer memberships that are roughly $89 a year or $9 a month. And that provides full access to all of our platform, all of the parties that are on there. And then our co-branded parties. So if you're on our site and you see kind of collaborations and those co-branded parties, We've set those up. Um, some of those are paid and they range um, really based on the brand and and kind of your audience size, our audience size. We have a big range there. We also set those up as affiliates. So if you bring people to Party Trick um, and we wanted to do it that way, we offer you 50% commission lifetime of people who are coming um, to Party Trick um, and convert. So then they're really becoming our customer. You're giving them a great experience, but ultimately they're ours. Whereas if it's a white labeled experience, we don't touch them where we can't take their information. They belong to you. And it's just this one-off onboarding. Again, sell it. You're welcome to. And, and we can assist with that, um, the payment processing component. Or you can just offer it um, as an amenity, as a perk for buying a book. Does that make sense? I, it's a little yeah, bit it confusing. It's a lot of options. You have a good range, though, which I think is awesome. You have uh, like a more price accessible for people who want to have access to more of your offerings, more of your your gatherings. And then you have this other that for somebody that really is wanting to make a marketing investment, um, that it's, it's great that you offer such a wide range. So thanks for sharing more about that. Of course. So tell our listeners, our viewers, where to learn more about you and how to get in touch if they're interested 
in joining your membership or doing a white white label. Definitely. So find us at partytrick.com. And on the bottom, there's information on partnerships. You can just reach out to us that way. You can click if you're interested in white label, a co-branded party, um, or even just like placement in some of our parties if it's a fit. Um, And just check us out there. Well, thanks, Virginia. This was a lot of fun. I loved hearing your stories. And I mean, I left with already tips to implement in my next gathering. So thanks for that. I am so glad. Thank you so much, Stacey. And thank you for joining us today. I always love getting to bring you different experts. And I thought this was such a fun and unique thing to focus on this week. As always, I want to say thank you to Rita for producing this podcast. Catherine for her project management and Kim for helping make sure everything is air-free that goes out into the world. Um, This team makes this podcast possible and I am grateful. I will be back with you before you know it. You can always access show notes, including any links mentioned in this episode at stacyennis.com slash podcast. And you can connect with me at stacyennis.com on Instagram at Stacy Ennis or on Facebook at Stacy Ennis Creative. Thank you so much for joining me this week. Here's to building lives that are beyond better. <laughs>